welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Detailers, thank you so much for taking your time to listen to this episode. I know you're going to get some great value out of it. And so when you do, I would really greatly appreciate if you take the time to leave a review, leave a comment, and go spread the word to the rest of the community of the value that you got out of it. Take whatever nugget that you got and go let somebody else know where you got it and how they can also gain some value. It's a community for a reason. We all hope to share and grow together. Thank you as always, and hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, welcome to another edition of Free Thought Friday, where we like to have open dialogue, like to have open theories, and basically just, you know, have free thoughts that allow us to roam, chase, and uh, just open discussions, because I feel that uh, in business, it's good to have open theories. It's good to have concrete theories, but to also have open to where we can look and digest. Uh, Will, thank you so much for the time that uh, you've spent over the past uh, spending time here in the community on different pubs or podcasts. And uh, I saw a comment that you made on somebody's post where they said, you know, hey, new to the game. Now I guess I got to start how to figure out customers. And before we get into that, will you give people just a 30 second little uh, breakdown? Who is Wills? Tell us about your business real quick. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, first of all, thanks for having me back. Um, as far as who I am, my name is Wills Amsutz. I co-own Windows and Wheels Auto Detailing with my sister out in Gilbert, Arizona. We started out mobile, eventually started working from home, and now we've been shop-based for about six years or so since then. Um, started integrating tint and clear bronze, so on, since we've moved into the shop and just, uh, just kind of been plugging away since, man. Yeah. So I'm sure you're like him. You can relate to that. Hey, I've, I've opened. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, now oh, yeah. I got to get customers. I think even in your response or something like, yeah, those, that, that <laughs> those new, new time goes, you know, I, it's a lot of memories. Can you, can you remember some of the first times you're like, okay, how do I get a customer? And do you remember what you were going through? Yeah, I mean, when we first started, um, in our case, we uh, kind of got a little bit of a, a niche in with a with the retirement community, um, mm-hmm. and they were I mean, there's you know two three thousand homes in there, but all elderly people not wanting to really take care of their stuff, um, yeah. but they had a little bit of money to spend, and that kind of got the ball rolling for us. Um, and then after that, it was just a matter. Of, in our case, like we didn't have a lot of money for marketing, so we were just taking advantage of as many free platforms as we could. So back then, it was like online forums, um, yeah, Facebook what when my dial-up would connect and so on. This is back in like 20, 2011, 2012. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is going back a minute. Um, but yeah, just as, as many free platforms as we could, again, because since, since we didn't have a lot of, a lot of money for, uh, for marketing. And then also just the people that we did work for, um, they had like their own little community um, in the retirement area, just like a little online forum. So anybody we did work for, I'm like, hey, if you're happy, would you mind just making a re- recommendation on, on, the, on the post? And that actually started feeding us even more jobs. So I wish we had re- like had the, the knowledge back then to think, hey, we should keep these people's information and follow up with them to get repeat business out of it. Um, thankfully, a lot of them did it on their own without, uh, without us asking. But that, that was definitely a mistake we made back then is we would just wait for them to call us rather than reaching out to them. But 
I mean, either way, just the, the, the point of being able to, you know, once you get started, ask for referrals, uh, ask for reviews, and then be stupid like I was actually asked for repeat business from the same people was uh, was definitely a few things that helped. So the uh, the first memory that you have, so to speak, of, of really trying to get out and get a lot of customers was going into the uh, retirement center, which was a great idea. Yeah. For us, yeah. it was uh, we went into office complexes. So I had I'd set out in front of a, uh, at that time it was called uh, Ultimate Electronics. And I just posted a little tent and a little canopy and just clean cars and got to clean the car for the VP's wife of Sitgo, uh, who later oh, is the VP that, uh, that took Sitgo out of Tulsa. So at one time he was, uh, I was his biggest fan. And then uh, he soon became not my, my biggest, fan. you know, I, I wasn't <laughs> happy when he did that because it, it really did help us build up a, a big business where we went into parking garages, picked out people's cars for execs in the building. And then it led to other places in the building to, you know, at one time I had, you know, multiple team members and doing 70 plus cars out of that area uh, a week. So it was, it became nice. a very large, good business for us, but then got stripped away when uh, Sidgo moved to, uh, to Houston. So, yeah. uh, you know, early times of grabbing customers can be, a lot of fun to look back on, but when you're in the moment is very, very intimidating and could be. So would love to go through those ideas that you threw out um, and just kind of dissect them real quick and a little free thought, uh, maybe just give some nuggets to some detailers that are listening uh, so that they can pick up and maybe uh, be able to go get some customers themselves. So uh, what yeah. was the first thing? Uh, let me go back through real quick. Uh, you might already Should remember probably. it, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I, don't I know the first thing was a free, free platforms, but I don't remember what I said after that. So I'll rely yeah, on definitely, you to, definitely. You said free platform. So, um, you know, anything additional, uh, we don't have to, to, to beat that one over horse, but you know, I know we've got IG, there's plenty of people doing YouTube videos. Uh, here's mm. the question though, Wills, that I think there's some pushback, which I'd love to know your discussion, use the marketing platform, but then, how much time do detailers spend on these platforms versus out doing, you know, what some would say actual work or, or out, you know, trying to market on a regular way? Like, what, how would you say that, that a young detailer going into today's technology should be able to approach that? I mean, it can, like, like you said, it could definitely be a double-edged sword. Um, you can, you can absolutely use it to help your business. But I think a lot of, based on what I'm seeing anyway, a lot of detailers kind of get sucked in the black hole of just being obsessed with the social media. Um, maybe they start out their, their business platform on there, but that now they start to get into forums and they start reading what everybody else is doing and they're being drawn, you know, 15 different directions at one time because this guy said to do this and this guy said to do that and this guy said to do that. Um, I would say focus. I would say just really focus on why, why are you there to begin with? Um, so, so in our case, like I, I've, personally kind of backed away from from so much uh social media integration i'm still there but i try to get on like my thing is when i get in in the morning okay i'm gonna either snap a few pictures or pull up a few pictures from the previous week i'm gonna post up to like my facebook business page my instagram which are linked so i can actually save a post there um our google plus business page i don't think i call it google plus anymore they call it google business page but google that's been my a big business, one for isn't me. It? yeah yeah. It's a massive yeah. one right now. We're hearing a lot Absolutely. of people getting very, very good traction off of Google My Business. Yeah, and again, it's it's another uh, free platform. Um, let's see, what are some other ones that we use? Uh, in my case, like I'll even share some things periodically onto my my uh, my personal page. But just my main thing was just 
being consistent with your posting. Um, it's, it's so easy to get wrapped up in, in your, in your regular day and you forget to, you know, log on for 10 or 15 minutes and just, you know, show a little bit of activity. But, and the other part is I think a lot of guys are like, I can only show what I've been working on today. It's like, no, man, if you got a slow day, pull up some pictures from a few days ago or whatever, just post up, just look busy, just look active and keep doing it. And you'll be surprised eventually, like you will eventually gain traction, gain followers, ideally followers in your area. Um, that would be another thing I would, I would, you know, caution against is if you're, if you're just focusing on the area that you're working in, don't worry about so much about getting other detailers to follow your business page. I don't give a shit if other detailers follow my business page. You guys, I love you guys, but you're not paying me. So, right. so I'm trying to get customers to follow my business page. Um, same thing on Instagram. Now, personal page, like you want to interact with other detailers and, and shoot the shit and get ideas and do stuff like what we're doing right here. That's fine. But on your business page, I, um, for me anyway, like I really try to focus on my, my area. Um, I want people that view my posts to be in an area. I don't want a whole bunch of uh, outside likes on my page, for example, because now potentially half of my views are going to people that would never hire me. Um, so I, I want to try to avoid that personally. Um, I've, I've heard a few guys actually go through and they actually deleted every, every detailer on their page um, that had Ooh, liked nice. them because they were getting so many detailers that were, that were seeing their ads, for example, or seeing their posts, but their clients weren't. Um, I haven't gotten that far, but, but I do try to really focus on, you know, who I'm inviting to like my page. I, I want, I want potential clients and people that are local to me to, to be added to it. Yeah, it, it's, it's very important to do that. And, and I think the comment that's made multiple times, which is a good comment to make is who pays the bills, you know, do other detailers yeah. pay the bills or do, you know, do customers. What I think would be interesting that we haven't heard a lot of feedback from detailers to do is, is, is what should detailers do if they're not going to go be in group forums, if they're not going to be in stuff that other detailers are in, if they want to mm -hmm. use social media, not just to make posts, right? Like you said, you know, people should, should go and make, I completely agree and everything said, but when I think of what's another way that detailers could be active on social and grow their business would be to go into the local group forums, right? Mm -hmm. For here in Tulsa, Absolutely. there's like Tulsa business for sale or, you know, support local business. There's all kinds of, you know, buy, sell mm -hmm. and trade stuff. There's, there's places for services in Tulsa. I mean, there are so many different services type groups to be involved in. And then let's go into local with not only like uh, those type of groups, but what is your customer base, right? Like, so right. if your customer base is golfers and you're set up around golf courses a lot, it would probably be a good idea to go be active in golf course type communities that are in social type groups, Facebook groups in Scottsdale that are evolved around ping type uh, golf, you know, ping club head golfers, or, you know, they could call them John Daly crushers, you know, who knows, there's going to be all <laughs> kinds of type of, of group names, but anything to do with golf around the Scottsdale area, and just pipe in and leave comments and reviews and different discussion points on people's swings or what golf clubs they use or whatever. You never know where that could lead of somebody clicking your page and then right on there talks about detailing, right? You're not going to go into a, a mom's group and try and talk about how to scrub, uh, you know, carpet stains <laughs> right off the bat, right? But you probably right. would get into, you know, hey, if you saw somebody leave a comment about their kid eating in their car, hey, you know, here's something we found to help you get something out or, you know, leaving little tidbits and reviews into where you might see 
prospect of customers, right? That's the part of hunting sure. that I don't know a lot of detailers are using social for. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think, I mean, and to add on to that, I, I think kind of like the whole thing would revolve around basically establish, establishing yourself as the professional of whatever it is that you're doing. There you go, area. yeah. So if you, if you start to become the, you know, the, the guru, even if it's in a small group, if you're still the guru in that small group, now anybody with any kind of, you know, car care related questions, as you start to become known in that area for, hey, you know, well, so-and-so or Wills or whoever Marty told me, you know, last week about this, maybe he can answer this one for you and other people start tagging you. Now you kind of got people working for you in there to, to be able to, you know, you don't have to hound the group the entire day just to see if there's anything posted about car related stuff. Um, you eventually start getting other people that are willing to tag you. Um, and then, and then, like you said too, it's just, it's the ones that I do see post in groups like that. A lot of times they, they come off a little bit too spammy in my opinion. Anyway, it's just, they, they're constantly like just me. posting about, Hey, we're yeah. doing this. I do that a lot <laughs> sometimes. You know, this is what it is. Well, I mean, it's, but it, it, if you, if I think if you, if you combine the two to where you still post about your business, but you're also interacting with the group to show, you know, you, you're showing kind of the person behind the business, especially if you're like a one man show or a super small business. Um, it gives a little bit more of that personal, you know, homegrown type of a touch. In my opinion, anyway, I'm just, I'm basing it off of when I've been the buyer and I've been, you know, in groups and I'm interested in potentially purchasing X, Y, and Z service. Then I see a guy in there and he's been, you know, consistently posting about, uh, whatever it is, is that he does. Um, but it's not always like him trying to push a sale. He's just trying to help some people out. Um, and then when it, when it does come time to where, you know, this is beyond my realm of what I want to do. I need the professional to come in here and do this. I do find myself remembering whoever that guy was, for example, and reaching out to him to have him come and take care of X, Y, and Z for me. So uh, you still got, I still think you got to manage your time. Um, you got, you got to decide how much of your time you're actually going to stay on these forums and, and interact with the groups. Um, but it is, I think, important to be able to do that enough to where you do become known as a professional of, in this case, detailing in that group and kind of set yourself apart from, you know, anybody else that they may potentially be looking to hire. Yeah, definitely. Definitely great advice. Um, so what else were we going to think if we're going to go get new customers and we just started our detailing business? Uh, what's the next piece of advice you would give somebody? Uh, well, like I said before, I'd definitely say, you know, keep track of your client base. So if somebody hires you, keep their information, make it a point to follow up with them. Um, it is way, way easier to have somebody who's already been impressed by your services hire you again than it is to go out and get a new person. Um, and way less expensive as well once you do start actually getting into uh, paid marketing. Um, budget, it, I would say it would be big. Like as you have money coming in, say, okay, I'm going to take a little bit of this money and put it aside for, for actual paid marketing. Um, so you can get that website built or you see, you start paying for those ads or, you know, get those business cards made or, or whatever. Um, I, I think you really need to set some portion to the side to be able to pay for that. I think an uh, interesting point, I was just trying to read back through your comment. Um, you, you mentioned that uh, getting anybody basically and everybody like friends, family, Oh, yeah, I mean, definitely. we're talking if you're literally just starting getting anybody's car and this is the, this is the no, no of the industry that anybody that's been around for more than 30 seconds is going to tell you, don't do it. But everybody always does myself included. <laughs> so I will not say don't do it. I would say go full fledged and do it. Don't know your worth. Right. Know that your worth is nothing and go do as much work as you can for as little as possible uh, just to get customers in your door, just to That's get some it. of those photos. You mentioned, you know, doing work for friends and family and then using a lot of those photos. So what's your thoughts, you know, with detailers, 
you know, I know it's tough, right? You don't want to say give a discount. You know, you don't want to say, but you know, how do you, how do you get these customers that just randomly going to give you money or, or should you start your business by giving out discounts to people? I mean, like, like I know I posted that in the, in the, uh, in the thread as far as, you know, family and friends, you're, you already got somebody that you have some form of a relationship with. And unfortunately I know a lot of us end up having family and friends that long-term don't necessarily support us. Um, but they probably will enjoy, you know, like a, a heavily discounted service, especially if you know what you're doing. Um, my main thing was just, you know, taking advantage of documenting whatever I did. So uh, hell, a lot of my first posts were just on our little car that we were messing around with. If I did an engine detail, I'm going to show how I did this engine detail. Or if I did a headlight restoration on it, I'm going to show how I did this headlight restoration. And so even though it may have been, you know, a, a non-paying work day in my case, um, I'm still showing off what I could do. And if you can capture, especially like we're in a visual industry, so capture that before and after and try to get that instant awe to people. People love freaking foam cannons, 50-50 shots of shampooed carpets or swirl removal or water beads or whatever. Like what's trendy right now? Whatever's trendy, if you can tie in your post to whatever's being trendy, well, you can kind of uh, piggyback off of that a little bit. And, and again, at least try to establish yourself locally for being tied into whatever's wowing people in our industry. Um, so, so yeah, if you can, I mean, percent of a hundred dollars is better than a hundred percent of $0. So if, if you're giving a discount and at least you're getting a little something out of it at first, um, so, some people argue, you know, it's, it's, uh, what do they say? It's harder to raise your prices than it is to lower them. Mm -hmm. I kind of think the opposite. Um, it's, it's like, if you started out really high now, and then you start coming down, now you may have current clients like, well, damn, you kind of, you fucked me over with your prices before. Why are you coming down so much on your, on your prices? So, um, I've actually had a pretty decent time just stair stepping my prices up until I got to like a comfortable level and actually started started crunching my own numbers and realizing, okay, here's what we can afford to price things at um, rather than just, like I said in the post, you know, you don't want to shoot from the hip for too long. Like to begin with, okay, that's fine. You're just trying to get work. You're just trying to establish yourself as take me seriously. I really am passionate about what I do. I really am trying to grow this business. I am really in this for the long run. I'm not the you know, the, the moonlight detail that's going to disappear in three months. Like if you're serious, act serious about it. You may take some hits up front as far as, you know, what you would ideally like to make. But again, you're, you're paying your dues at that point. You're establishing yourself. So yeah. it's, it's kind of like, in my mind, it's like, I, I didn't go to business school. So I didn't have that tuition that I had to pay off. So instead, I, you know, maybe I lost some money up front on what I could have paid or could have gotten paid. Um, if I had known a little bit more about business when I went into it, but at least it's like a like like it's not a debt looming over my head. It's a it's kind of a pay as you go type of a thing. So maybe I discounted a little bit up front. Maybe I was you know getting paid a lot less than you know what my worth eventually was. Um, even though my skills necessarily may have been very comparable, um, it's still it's still people don't know you right now. And and the main thing you need to do is get people to know you and what you do. And, and giving a discount helps you do that. I would say do it. I I'm with you, man. I just know there's a lot of people that. Uh... That don't ever that always push you never to do that but from uh two detailers that started from you know just scratching by and trying to barely make customers man i'm i'm with you i, I did anything i could for the most part i tried my best not to but if, if somebody needed a little deal to to give me to allow me to go clean that car you know it was 2002 we didn't have social media i didn't have any way of putting mm. stuff up there you know we we literally would just do it so that maybe they would tell somebody else i mean that's 
right and just to have some 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 paper coming through you know it's <laughs> it is what it is so uh i'm with you man i i, I tell people that all the time so i I'm, I'm glad to see that you're on that same page too well we don't want to keep you um just thank you so oh, much though for your uh your free open thoughts we wanted to have just an open discussion um so that uh you know anybody that's listening that's starting out uh, could get any information or if you know somebody that's starting out, hey, pass this video on. Wills, where do people find you on social if they want to reach out? So social media, we're on uh, Facebook slash Windows and Wheels. Uh, same thing with Instagram. And then we do actually have a, a couple of groups. Our, probably our most popular group right now is uh, Profit First for Detailers. So that's, that's more so relating to cash management. Um, and it's, it's not a system that I personally started, but it is one. It is a group that I started that kind of outlines uh, my journey utilizing this cash flow system. And then I've had actually a lot of other detailers jump on board with it and they've got some pretty solid stories as well. So as you start making that money, it's good to be able to manage it correctly. So feel free to jump onto the group. Um, we're almost up to a thousand members now and it's only been about a year. So uh, I'm happy about that. And I've got a lot of good feedback. So that would definitely be a good one to be able to converse with us and, and kind of continue the conversation we had here. Definitely agree. I'm in that group too. And I think it's always good stuff. So uh, well, I definitely that. appreciate, appreciate yeah that. definitely appreciate you creating that group and i know there's a lot of people that have benefited from uh from listening to it uh when you were on the podcast talking about it as well as uh being in the group i've heard good feedback so keep going man we appreciate all that you do uh for the industry and uh for your time here with the community so thank you wills and uh hopefully we'll see you again thank soon you, man. man. absolutely sounds good marty appreciate it all right have a good night same to you <laughs> so much for listening to that episode and let me just ask a favor if you got any value out of it right maybe there was just one little nugget that was good for you on the inside was good for you on the outside hey whichever way you tickle right uh any little bit of info that you got value out of would you please go share that with the rest of the community Go on to the community page on Facebook. Go on to any of the other Facebook groups and just say, hey, here's a great little nugget that I got from the Pints and Polishing podcast. I know the community would love to hear it. I know we would love to hear it. And I know there's a lot of other detailers that could also gain the information. So, hey, be active. Be a part of the community. Let others know what value you're getting out of the podcast. Hey, this is Marty, Total Solutions. Make it a great day.